Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, baby. Bet online is the best. Bet online is the only place you need to be if you're interested in sports and sports betting. They have everything you could possibly need, and their updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today there, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. You heard me correctly. 50%. Right there. A welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV50. That's Believe50. BLEAV50. Basketball, football, baseball. It doesn't matter. NHL, boxing, UFC, everything is going down at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, 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 let me tell you about Lucy. Lucy is an excellent product to get you an excellent drug without all the drawbacks of the typical ways that you get nicotine. I'm talking about nicotine. Now, when I say nicotine, a lot of you automatically go to a dark place, but that's wrong. It's misguided. Nothing's wrong with nicotine. In fact, It's one of the best drugs there is. It'll help you with your appetite. It will give you a little bit of a metabolic boost. It gives you cognitive benefits. This is proven through science. Lucy knows that. They want to make you get your nicotine without smoking, chewing tobacco, vaping, and all that yucky stuff. Now they have, on top of their gum and their lozenges, the Lucy nicotine capsule pouches. It's like a little flavor ball inside each pouch. And you just crush that for a little extra burst of flavor and you get a clinical dose of nicotine in either four or eight milligrams. This stuff is the bomb. Don't hold back. Don't rest. Do not hesitate to get yourself some Lucy nicotine-based products. Mikey Likes You listeners, go to lucy.co. Use the promo code Mikey to get 20% off your order of Lucy nicotine capsule pouches or any other Lucy pouch. Excuse me, any other Lucy product. That's lucy.co and use the promo code Mikey at checkout. Lucy.co, be sure to use the promo code Mikey. And remember, this product does contain non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hello, everyone. It is the Mikey Likes You podcast. I'm your host, Michael D. Catherwood, um, live and direct from the Panocha Grande Ranch here in Austin, Texas. Well, Austin area. Uh my wife used to get on my case about telling people kind of exactly where we live, at least even the city. And I was like, at first, I was like, come on, honey. It's a little neurotic, okay? But then she reminded me that she is, in fact, an actor. And then from that, I deduced that she's an actor with a juicy ass and a teeny waist and perky titties and a beautiful face. And because of all of that, there's a lot of men... A lot of gross dudes who say gross things to her online. And she says to me, I don't want those guys knowing where I live. And I said, valid point. So make do with the Austin area. Uh, I recently posted some pictures on that their Instagram of me shirtless. Take a look. Um, and I, 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 I didn't do it out of pure vanity and narcissism. I mean, it was a piece of it. I like to have people go, hey, there's a little pat on the back. It makes me feel good. Um, So that was a piece of it. But mostly I wanted to expose the fact that I had really tightened things up. I'd really started to put in extra focus into my training and my eating to to end out the year, to end out 2021 on a better foot. I usually do two times a year where I, I I mean, I'm, I'm constantly eating healthy and monitoring what I eat and constantly training. That doesn't change. It's it's like brushing my teeth, you know, as Bobby Maximus, my friend, puts it. Health and the lifestyle of fitness is, it's like brushing my teeth. I just do it every day. But, you know, sometimes around my birthday, which is in March, I, I like to tighten it up to prepare for summer. And then again, around Halloween, I like to tighten it up to prepare for the end of the year. Um, I like to do that in comparison to most people who like to start January 1st with this whole thing. I like to go into January 1st shred city so that I can go, yeah, I don't need to make any resolutions because I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, it's something emotionally, mentally, psychologically, whatever. It, it helps me. Okay. So I've been doing the damn thing and it's November 16th as I, um, record this. And, you know, with about six weeks to go in 
the year, I wanted to expose the fact that I had I had been kind of walking it like I talk it, right? And what that means to get to that level of body fat with muscularity and health markers and the whole thing, I have been training less. I have not been training twice a day, six days a week. I have not been eating kelp and fucking six ounces total a day of chicken breast. You know, I, I wanted to give you some tangible proof that to, to reach really impressive goals that it's within parameters that you really can do. Okay? And that not only is it something that that is achievable because of the lack of frequency or the lack of overall volume of training or the the lack of kind of restriction when it comes to dieting, it's doable because this style of training and eating is actually superior to what most people in their mind think is necessary to achieve great success with, you know, their physique and their performance. There's about three or four really, really longstanding, really, really hard misconceptions that you need to break. Okay. There's also three or four tenets that you need to follow. And I wanted to break down those tenets that I follow in my own program to achieve what I think is, at least it's something that makes me happy. That level of leanness with that level of uh, performance and and my health and my mood. These are all things that I factor in. Um, I, I had to myself break through these age-old ideas, okay? And... I want you to do that too. Because I think, you know, there are people on the fringes when it comes to performance and physique. And what I mean by that is there are people who a either want to be competitive in a skill sport, martial arts, boxing, wrestling, football, basketball, skill sports, okay? You kind of have to forego a certain amount of just the everyday person type of thing that you you can kind of live in if you want to be excellent at certain sports. There are also people that want to be excellent in strength sports, powerlifting, Olympic lifting. You have to forego certain aspects of physique training to be excellent in those sports. Now, if you're in either of those two groups, you can take what I'm saying and, and listen to it, and maybe use it for your own benefit, but understand that there are extra things that you will either have to subtract or add to the list of the things that I'm talking about. But for the most part, I think anyone listening to this, really what, what do you want out of training and eating? You want to look better naked and you want to live longer and feel better, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that that doesn't take as much, I don't want to say effort because it does take effort, but what it doesn't take is as much frequency and it doesn't consume as much of your life as you think it does. In fact, if you are training in a, in a fashion that does consume a lot of your life, that prevents you from doing, you are doing it wrong and you are going to spin your wheels. Okay. So let me start with the number one basic tenet that I think people need to get out of their mind. No, I'm excuse, sorry. The number one misconception that I see people falling for that const, constantly comes up. I can't tell you how many DMs, tweets, fucking emails I get with this same thing said over and over again. In different wording, it comes out like this. Hey, Mike, I really want some help blah, 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 blah. And then it's buttoned with, I don't want to get big. I just want to lose weight. So I'm not going to lift heavy. Bullshit. Bullshit. If physique alteration is your goal, loss of body fat, concurrent maintenance or improvement in muscle mass, high intensity, heavy weight, 
low frequency training is ideal. Higher repetition, higher volume, something that might be geared towards muscular endurance or hypertrophy, you know, basic, that's a fancy word for saying gaining muscle. Uh, terrible for you on a diet. Terrible. A slight caloric deficit with high protein, heavy weight training. Give up on this idea that heavyweights equal fucking vulgar barbarian man or, or jacked uh, uh, Vera DeMilo lady. Get it out of your head. I don't know how because sometimes it takes real effort and you have to fucking reprogram yourself because I guess if we're talking about common sense, you would think heavier weights equal bigger muscles, bulkier physique. But here's the reality. Here's what science will tell you. In order to lose body fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit. The end. Okay, let's not fucking get into the weeds here. If you want to lose body fat, if you want to lose weight in general, you have to be in a caloric deficit. Do I think you should be in a big one? No. Have patience. 300, 500 calories at most of a caloric deficit. Being in a caloric deficit takes away your ability to do anything, okay? You only have certain amount of energy in your body. Your energy systems can only create so much energy. All three of the energy systems, the ATP, the anaerobic, and the aerobic, they can only do so much. When you are in a caloric deficit, they are not working at their highest. So what does that mean? You want to maximize the stress that you put on these endurance, uh, excuse me, the energy systems that you have. You have to maximize what you're doing. If you decrease your energy systems, being in a caloric deficit, doing other stuff that is not going to get you your results, you are going to burn out. You are going to spin your wheels. You are not only going to not get your results, you are going to make it fucking worse for yourself. So if you're in a caloric deficit, lifting your pink little dumbbells for fucking 20 reps over and over again, and if you are in a caloric deficit, making your training program, the majority of it being cardiovascular training, and if you were in a caloric deficit, uh, choosing not to do chin-ups and deadlifts, but instead doing fucking curl machine and and uh, your lat pull-down, you're fucked. You are fucked. You are not going to get the, you have an idea in your mind that you're going to slim down. You're going to have this svelte lean physique. You are not. You are going to continue to be a gooey person. And you may end up being a smaller version of yourself, but it's still going to be goo. Do you want that physique of your dreams? And I'm not saying it has to be you know, Arnold in his prime or the person competing at Mr. Olympia in 2021. Of course, I don't think that most people want that. But if you want the Greek goddess body, if you're a dude, if you want the, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the body that turns heads at the beach, if you're a, a female, you know, you're, the bikini body, you got to give up on this idea that you have to spend most of your time on a treadmill and a little bit of time doing five pound dumbbell curls or like little fucking shoulder laterals, okay? That ain't gonna cut it. I train three days a week. Hard. 45 minutes. I have a, 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 a very select group of exercises that I make sure I'm progressively overloading and I'm getting better at every single time. I'm either doing a little bit more weight or a, another rep every single time I train. If my reps get to the point where they exceed my desired rep range, I add weight. And uh, I'm not a big man. And I feel like I have a, 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 a level of leanness and muscularity that most people would aspire to. Okay, I'm not this overbuff, gross bodybuilder looking dude. And I don't lift over like five reps. Very few exercises do I go over five reps. Most of the time, it's between three and five repetitions on everything I do. And the ones that I do exceed, 
It's six to eight. And I'm not doing a bunch of fucking isolation nonsense. I'm not saying isolation exercises don't have their value, but they don't have anywhere near the value that weighted chin-ups, weighted dips, uh, a squat movement, and a hip hinge movement, be it a deadlift or, or um, any form of deadlift, a vertical pull, which I, I choose chin-ups and I choose to weight them. Why? Because you're in a stronger position than you are in a pull-up. Pull-ups are great, but you're stronger here and you get a longer range of motion. Through that longer range of motion, you're stronger, therefore I can pull more weight. I'm using more musculature. You can sit there all day and do your bicep specialization program all you fucking want. You're more than likely not going to have as good a biceps as I do because I can do uh, 120-pound weighted chin-ups for full range. Okay? So get those bang-for-your-buck exercises, and I'll go over them more in detail of the exercises I choose to, to make my select core of exercises that I progressively overload. Okay? I have a limited amount of energy because I'm in a caloric deficit. So I have to make sure that the things that I do do, I said do do, the things that I do utilize, I have to make sure that they are worth it and I expend the maximum amount of energy that I can on these very important, very beneficial things, making it so that I don't have anything left over to do other bullshit. Because when you engage in that other bullshit, it takes away from your ability to devote that limited amount of energy to the things that are actually important. So, get rid of this idea that you don't have to lift heavy. For body fat reduction and muscle maintenance, lifting heavy, high intensity, lower frequency training is far superior. Okay? If you want to be jacked, if you're a high school football player that wants to put on 30 pounds of muscle, you better believe higher volume, higher frequency training is going to is is what you need to go with. I've never seen anything work as well as the German volume training um technique but you you got to understand that this is for people who have a they're going to forego the idea of aesthetics at least for now their your, your goal is putting on mass if you want to put on mass higher volume for sure is better there's no argument there science proves it but if you want to lean up if you want to go to shred city the admission ticket says right on there high intensity low volume <laughs> training and it don't you may be saying, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm a 23-year-old girl. My wife did all the fucking boot camps and all that shit. If, if it's okay with her, I will put up pictures. In the last year or so, she has made more gains as far as her mood, her, her, her disposition, her, her ability to control her diet, and frankly, just her body. At 44 years old, my wife looks better than ever. Why? She finally gave up and started listening to her husband, and she's lifting heavy weights. She trains three or four days a week, and she squats, and she deadlifts, and she does her, you know, it's some type of vertical pressing movement. And she does overhead presses, and she's doing assisted uh, chins, you know, because she's not at the point where she can do, you know, weighted ones or free weight ones even for more than a couple reps. So she's working and she's progressively overloading, taking away the amount of assistance that she's getting on every one and she's fucking getting there, okay? So idea number one, you have to dissolve out of your head that you don't lift heavy weights if you want to get leaner. Done, stupid, done, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Number two, cardio is better for burning fat. Bullshit, bullshit. I'm not saying forego cardio, okay? I do believe in heart health. I do a lot of very low-level cardio. But the problem with me saying this is that I people get it so twisted. Here is the problem with everyone's idea of cardiovascular training. Your fast is too slow and your slow is too fucking fast. What do I mean by that? Low-level, long-term aerobic exercise should be at an incredibly low heart rate. A fucking slow clip. For most of you, that is walking. That is riding a bike leisurely so you can carry on a conversation. You should do that. You should do it a lot. 
but everyone gets it through their head that, well, if I do this a lot and this is good, if I go faster, it's better. No, because none of you go fast enough to be actually fast. Now, when you want to go fast, you got to go faster. Your fast is too slow and your slow is way too fast. You end up doing 10 minute miles over and over again, or you, you know, you go on the elliptical and you get into this 140, 160 uh, beats per minute kind of range. And it's just taxing those energy systems that don't add to your metabolic efficiency. And you end up spinning your wheels more and more. And you say to yourself, I burned a thousand calories. How come I'm not getting thinner? How come I look like I'm still soft? Because your, your, your fast is too slow. And your slow is too fast. Do that stuff, but do it slower. Have the patience and the discipline to do your, your steps and get them in and walk. Don't think if walking is good, then jogging is better. No, it's fucking not. And if you have a bug up your ass and you still have enough energy and you want to work on your metabolic efficiency, you got to sprint. That's what I meant by your fast is too slow. We got through the slow. Your slow is too fast. Most people go for a jog. Bad idea. Bad idea. This is your slow training. This should be a brisk walk. As you get in better and better shape, maybe you can pick it up to a slow jog and still stay in that in that heart rate. But most of us just start walking on an incline. Get on that treadmill. Go for it. Or walk outdoors in a hilly environment. I take 12,000 steps a day. I recommend to most people I work with 10,000 steps a day, bare minimum. And everyone says the same thing. Well, it's really hard. You know, it, it it's a hit or miss thing. Sometimes they get, no, fucking just get out there. Now, granted, I understand. I live in a hot environment where most of the time, year round, I have the ability, the luxury of getting out and walking. If you live in Wisconsin and it's winter, I get it, okay? I'm not trying to be someone who's not attentive to other people's lives. But a lot of you, especially people I work with, they say, oh, my steps are hitting me. I'm hitting my training and, you know, I'm, I'm really watching my diet, but it's, I just can't see. Just do it. What the fuck? Are you an amputee? Are you disabled? If so, I'll listen to you. All you want. We can discuss. Maybe there's got to be a different type of hand bike or a wheelchair thing that we can do. But if you have both your legs and no, and your ambulatory efficiency is good, you should fucking walk. Walk around the office. Every half hour, take a break. It's good for your work efficiency. It's good, actually, for your productivity. Take a break. Set a timer. Go for a 10-minute walk. Every time I eat food, I go for a 10-minute walk. I understand you're busy. But when the kids go to bed and you look at your little pedometer on your smartphone and you see you have 6,000 steps, you're like, shit, I need to move more. I've been very sedentary today. Human beings are not supposed to be sedentary. You know what else? Human beings are not supposed to go balls to the wall with high intensity all the time. Three days a week is about the max you can do. Balls to the wall, real intensity. Okay? So when it comes to cardiovascular training, do a lot of really slow, low-level aerobic work. I prefer walking. It's the best form of human exercise. It's the thing that we are most appropriately biomechanically geared to do. I do it a lot. It becomes therapeutic. You will enjoy it. Grab your partner by the hand. Go for a walk. If you have kids, I understand. Somehow figure out a way to get them to walk. But walk. Walk a lot. 10,000 steps a day. You will be shocked because you're like, well, I'm not fucking sweating. Trust me, if you can commit to doing that every day, you will feel better. You will look better. The metabolic benefit of getting 10,000 steps a day is tremendous. Yes, the overall calorie burn is not tr huge, but it's something. And that small bit of calorie burn and the better circulation and the better efficiency of all your energy systems it all comes with this nice package of not fucking interfering with your recovery and making it so that you can't do the important stuff. Which running your eight-minute miles, 10-minute miles will do. 
Now, if you want to get sweaty and you want to get nasty and you want to use cardio to kind of get that more of that anabolic, or excuse me, metabolic edge, do some type of high intensity interval training. Here's the problem. Like I said, with most people, when I tell them to do lots of low level training, it's always too fast. When I tell people do high intensity stuff, it's always too fucking slow. High intensity interval training should be very brief, four to 15 minutes. And it should be fucking horrible. And this is not an insult. This is just reality. Most of you out there are not prepared to do that. It is horrible doing uh, 30 30s, you know, 30 second on, 30 second off on an, on a C2 rower or a, a assault bike is fucking horrible. Tabata intervals, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. They're only four minutes. You do those eight rounds, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. So it's a 30 seconds total of a round. You do that for eight rounds. It's fucking horrible. Those 20 seconds that you're working have to be great. You have to be questioning your existence. And most people are not here to do that. So what do I say? Don't do them. Because what you're going to end up doing is really mediocre attempts to do high intensity interval training. And then you're going to get into that kind of work rate that actually takes away from your progress. So save yourself. Commit that energy, that limited amount of energy that you have, if you're committing to the caloric deficit, which you should be. Commit it to the three days a week of very important select exercises and getting progressive overload within those. All right. Let's start getting into the nuts and bolts of what kind of I do. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot my last little uh, misconception. High protein is for bodybuilders and bulking up. Wrong. Wrongo. If you want to lose body fat, there is very few things that you need to pay attention to with your diet. There's one thing that you have to make sure you do, and that is remain in a caloric deficit. There's another thing that you need to do and make sure that your diet is protein dominant. Higher protein levels have a higher thermic effect on your body. You actually burn more calories to just digest this food. It gives you better protein efficiency. It gives you better protein bioavailability, therefore giving you better protein synthesis. There is metabolic boost. There is an anabolic boost. You can maintain or hold on or even put on a little bit of muscle. And you can deal with your hunger a lot better. If you are getting a high, high level of protein, it's not just for you to have gigantic hulking muscles. It is to give you a better metabolic function. And it will make dieting easier. You will start naturally, organically, more easily avoiding trouble foods. Highly palatable bullshit. Bullshit! Okay? Make it a priority to get your protein. I like to set that one gram per pound of body weight. And that is a lot for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. Now, if you are tremendously overweight, and I'm sensitive. I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm being sensitive to that idea. But if you know that you are more than 50 pounds over your ideal body weight, that one pound per pound of body weight might not necessarily work. I don't think a 325-pound man needs to be eating 325 grams of protein. Um, But if you are reasonably within kind of a normal body weight area, it absolutely should apply. And you may be sitting there going, hey, I'm a 225-pound dude. Well, fucking start buying more steak. I'm 173 pounds. I eat between 225 and 240 grams of protein a day. Okay? And it absolutely makes it easier for me not to eat more than 1,800 calories. 
Okay. It, it, it absolutely helps with hunger and it definitely gives me a better ability to let my metabolism do what I want it to do. And that is burn body fat and hold on to my muscle. Okay. So get that, get that idea out of your head. That big overwhelming amounts of protein is only for bulking up. It's not, it's actually more beneficial for leaning out. If I am trying to just purely bulk up, I would actually cut back on my protein and up my carbohydrates a little bit because carbohydrates can be quite anabolic um, if used properly. All right, so let's get into it. I gave you the three big bullshit ideas that you need to get out of your head. Heavy weights is only for bulking up. Bullshit. Cardio is better for burning fat. Bullshit. High protein is only for bulking up and having huge muscles. Bullshit. Get that out of your fucking head. These are the things you have to do. If you want to change the way you look in the mirror, listen to me. If you want to change the way you look in the mirror, have to get your diet together. Okay? You can do all the CrossFit wads and all the fucking bodybuilding.com workout plans you want. If you want to get to the point after putting in the work where you somewhere down the line you go, God damn, yes, look at me. I want to take my shirt off and take a picture for Instagram. God damn, yes, I can't wait to put my bikini on. It's all about diet. Performance? We're going to have a discussion. Because there's 90% of the NBA players fucking eat McDonald's every day. And and high, high, high level athletes, most of them have shitty diets. They just train really hard. I'm not saying there's not a benefit with performance to eating well, but, but let's not kid ourselves. I will not spit bullshit at you. A lot of high level athletes eat bullshit. Bullshit. But if you want to look good, do one of two things. Hit the genetic lottery, be born Alessandra Ambrosia or, or, or Terrell Owens, where you just hit the genetic fucking gold mine, or focus on your diet. Now, first thing you need to do is establish your baseline caloric intake. What the amount of calories you need to eat just to exist and look and stay the same weight. Okay? That takes effort. A lot of the things I'm going to say to you, the beginning of the podcast, I said, this is reasonable and attainable for you, real people, with kids and jobs and lives and the whole thing. But it does take effort. And this is a very, very, very important piece of information that I'm going to give you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If someone is trying to sell you some idea about physique alteration that doesn't take effort or doesn't take a considerable amount of it, they're taking your money. There is no magic pill there is no magic program. There is no magic eating plan that makes it so you don't have to make some sacrifices and actually do have some discipline. There is not. And if someone gives you that idea, they are a fraudster, a, 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 a sham artist, charlatan, snake oil salesman. Okay? It doesn't take as much as you may think, but it takes effort. You have to establish your caloric baseline. There's equations to do it, but there's also the tried and true way. Go a week tracking everything you eat, the amount of calories. You don't necessarily have to worry about your, your macros. Just, just track the amount of calories you eat normally in a week. Get that average and see if you stayed the same on the scale. Then you have established your baseline. But there is also equations all over the place. Uh, Lane Norton has one in his book, Fat Loss Forever, which I think is really extensive. But just there's some that are really detailed. There's some that are not so detailed. Or you can just go with the kind of rough ideas, you know, like let's go with 14 calories per pound of body weight or 12 pounds for depending on what you want to do with your yourself. Gain weight, stay the same, lose weight. A lot of people go with 12, 12 calories to every pound of body weight. That's a good baseline for dieters. Find that. Subtract 
300 calories from that. Fucking squirrel. Or just go with 12 calories. Let's say, all right? If you're out there, you're, you don't know where to go. Let's go 12 calories per every pound of body weight. So just times 12 times however much you weigh. Find that caloric level. Stay there for three weeks and really work hard staying at that level. There are now tracking apps, tons of them. Carbon is great. Lane Norton's uh, app. My Fitness Pal is great. Just track it. I, again, it sucks, but it's reality. This is what you got to do. Get to understanding how much you're eating and what foods contribute to you overeating and what foods don't. Stay there. See how it goes. Take that amount of calories. Divide it by, get 40% of it. Times that amount of calories by 0.4. Okay? Whatever amount is left over of calories, divide that by four, and you have how much protein you should eat in a day. So for easy math off the top of my head, let's see how this goes. Uh, 2,000 calories, right? Uh, times 0.4, I believe, is uh, 800 calories. 800 calories divided by four, 200. That's 200 grams of protein for you to be eating 40% of your calories from protein. Start there. The rest of the calories, the rest of the 1,200 calories, if it were using 2,000 calories, don't worry about it. Don't let anybody tell you that low carbs better, low fats better. Just figure out how you can stay at 2,000 calories or whatever your limit is while getting 200 grams of protein. So again, I will repeat, take the calories you have, you've established, times it by 0.4. That will give you 40% of your caloric intake for the day. Divide that by four because there's four calories in every gram of protein and you have the amount of protein you should be eating in a day. That is it. That is your mortgage. That is something you have to do daily. The, re- the fats and the carbs, people make way too much a big deal about those other macros. Don't fucking worry about it. If you seem to do better, whether it be adherence-wise or just mood-wise with higher fat, lower carb, go for it. If you seem to do better with higher fa- higher carb and, and your palate likes it better and you want to bring the fat down a little bit, do it. Whatever the fuck you want to do to get to your caloric level, already establishing the amount of calories from protein that you're going to eat, do that. That's all you really got to do with diet. The thing is, is that you have to do it. You can't do it for three days and then stop doing it for fucking seven. Or do two days on, one day off. Or do like most people who are interested in fitness enough to be, you know, listening to this show or writing me, do five days a week where you go to work and everything's great. And then on the weekends, you have 13,000 calories of fucking booze and brunch. How many of us do that? I Listen, I've been there. Don't do that. This is the, this is, these are the non-negotiables. If you really want it, I'm giving you the gold. Okay. This is what I do. And I'm just a dude. I'm not a gifted athlete. I certainly have horrible fucking genetics. My mom is 4'11 and has the bones of a rabbit. And my dad is a giant fat fuck. Sorry, dad. I love you. He's a great man. He's very successful and he gave to this country, worked at the Pentagon. But my dad's very overweight and very low muscle tone. And my mom's like a teeny, barely there person. So I have, in both directions, I have terrible genetics. I have a child. I have a career. uh, I have a wife. I have many dogs. And I have this farm to tend to. And I can do it. But it it does take that effort. But it's, it's, it's fucking... Just something that you got to do every day. You got to have these consistent things that you just check off your list, as opposed to having this elaborate, complicated, confusing thing that you that over is overwhelming to you. I'm just giving you the basics of what you need to do. Get your caloric baseline, find it, stick to it. Eat 40% of your calories from protein. The other two macros, don't give a fuck about them. Just stay at your calories and get your protein. Now. You need to weight train and weight train hard three days a week. I will give you my breakdown. You can choose to have the leeway. 
with maybe other exercises, but you should stay pretty close to this. I'm giving you very good advice because there are certain exercises that are going to be anabolic and metabolically uh, effective. There are other exercises that are not. And remember, I'm going to circle back to the fact that you're going to be in a caloric deficit. Therefore, you don't have much energy to deal with. You got to make, make, it's like uh, when you, when you're living on a budget, it's like balling on a budget. If you don't have a lot of excess money, then you better make every fucking dollar count. And that's what's going on here with your resistance training. I like to take three exercises that I constantly make sure I am progressing on. And I really put all my focus into those. But those three exercises for me are the weighted chin up, the weighted dip, and the Bulgarian split squat. Now, I can recommend that someone choose a different form of squat maybe. And that you can also add in a hip hinge, a deadlift movement. I do do sumo squat deadlifting now, but I have encountered two major injuries. One is my upper left glute muscle. I fucked up my lower back where my lower back meets my uh, booty. I fucked that up doing jujitsu a year ago and it comes and goes. And right now I just think it's not prudent for me to be deadlifting, at least not deadlifting heavy, which is if you're not deadlifting heavy, fucking don't deadlift. So I do, I've switched to sumo squat. My dog, my fucking, she's so amazing. She's so sweet, but she's such a galoot. She's a big German uh, uh, St. Bernard mix. She's a big monster. The other day I'm walking down carrying like pails of fucking beef. Fuck you. Uh, carrying pails of like trash and, and debris and stuff from the, the big hill that goes to like our dumpsters up at the top of the road down to like the farm area. And I'm walking downhill in my work boots and everything. And I'm carrying shit. I'm already walking downhill on like a gravelly road. So I'm like, and my big monster dog is running down the hill and just right into the side of my knee. And it fucked my knee up so badly that I'm pretty sure I should get surgery, but I'm scared to go. And so I'm not, I'm not barbell squatting right now because of my stupid galoot dog. But I fig I found that if I can keep my shin perpendicular to the ground, it doesn't provide that much knee pain to me. So I have substituted with the split squat. So a lot of people like it better than barbell squatting, you know, but maybe biomechanically it works. But right now, that's what I'm working on. You have the luxury of choosing your squat movement, but it'd be front squat, back squat, split squat. You should be really focusing on doing that. Having a workout journal, trying to get better every time, getting really working on work heavy, heavy weights. I only do like three sets of working sets of most exercises. And I only do like two or three exercises a, a session. That's three days a week. I'll do some type of incline pressing to hit my upper chest. I'll do my weighted dips. I'll do my, uh, and then the next day I'll do some split squat work um, and sumo deadlift, okay? And then maybe one other, you know, ancillary exercises, exercise. Then the following day, the following day of training, which would be usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday is what I like to do. I will do the weighted chin and really make sure I'm just giving it my all two to three working sets. Okay. And then I do some type of rowing movement um, and some overhead press to get my overhead ability and my, uh, my, uh, my back pulling ability to keep myself in my posture and strengthen. And that is my workout. Two to three exercises for two to three sets. And so many people I work with, I write out workout plans for them and they go, is this is this right? Am I supposed to be doing this twice a day? Because it doesn't seem like a lot of work. And I go, oh no, it's, it's right. This is your working set. Do as many warm-ups as you feel necessary. But two to three working sets should cut it, especially if you're choosing your exercises properly. Then I'll usually get a message back where they're like, I just have so much energy left over. I go, don't do that ain't training very hard, are you? And they go, no, I am. I go, I go, send me a video. Or if I'm lucky enough, they were in Southern California prior to this, or if they're in Texas, I'll go, hey, meet me. Meet me halfway. Let's go meet at this gym here. Let's train. And they go, oh, oh, this is, this is how I should be training. Yes. Yes. You should fucking destroy yourself. It's a stress. It is a stress. It is an, is an attack. It is a destruction of muscle cells. 
and it fucks your central nervous system up and it really fucking puts you in a bad way. Now, yeah, two hours later, you can go back to work. You're, 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 you've gathered yourself. But overall, it is so taxing. You cannot train properly six days a week. You can train six days a week, but you're bullshitting yourself if you tell me that you are training hard six days a week. No, you're not. You're training hard zero days a week and training moderately hard six days a week. Where you should be training hard three days a week and not training at all or really not hard the other the other days of the week. Yoga, mobility, walking, 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 walking. It is that good. But you need to be focusing on compound movements and you need to lift heavy weights. And that's heavy. Heavy is relative to where you're at. I don't want people using weights that are excessive. You need to train heavy for what is heavy for you. That six to eight rep range or or four to five, you know, when it comes to hip hinge stuff. I don't like to see people doing high rep deadlifts. You find that rep range to work heavy and you get where you can reach failure safely within those, those rep parameters. And when you exceed it, go up and wait. And when you are fall below it, go down and wait. But you need to be training heavy. 90% of what your one rep max possibly could be. 75 to 90%. I never go low. I never do these burnout sets and stuff. I'm not saying they don't have your value, but I, when I'm trying to lose body fat, I train heavier. And I train in low rep ranges. Exclusively. Okay? So do that. Another thing is, and I know this sounds silly, and you can say all you want, well, I don't need to do this because it seems kind of like unnecessary. It seems like a detail. Well, just like getting your steps in and walking every day, you need to have a fucking workout journal. Training without logging your weights and your reps and then looking back at it when you go to do the next workout so that you can improve... It's insane. Wake up and smell that if you are not tracking your progress, there probably won't be progress. Go in with a formed idea of what rep ranges you're working in, what exercises you're working in, and how you're going to commit to get better at those exercises. Okay? And then detail how you're doing so. Are you too cool for that? You show up and I don't need to. Fuck you. Doreen Yates has every workout journal from like a 20-year career. And he'll go back and he'll show them to you. And I remember this thing in July 1982. Fucking deadlift off 500. Okay, you're not too cool. A workout log is essential. A journal is essential. As is linear progression. And linear progression is almost impossible to do if you're not tracking your fucking progress. All right? I keep a workout journal. Every workout. What the fuck is that thing? I'll tell you, Texas has some nutty critters. Let me recap. Lift heavy weights three days a week. Walk every day. Lots. 10,000 steps. Bare minimum. Eat a high-protein diet. 40% of your caloric intake should come from protein. Find your caloric baseline. Stick to it. If, it, if you're not losing weight, cut by 300 calories. The other two macros can be made up however you like, as long as you're staying at your caloric baseline. Okay? And here's... My final tip, embrace this. It's not going to come overnight. It's probably not going to come soon. But embrace this. It will happen if you can just have the patience and discipline to commit to doing these things for a long period of time. And I know, I'm an American I want what I want, and I want it quick. But I'm not like, 
a genius and I haven't got life figured out. But one thing I have figured out after 42 years, took me a while. Anything of value doesn't come quickly. <laughs> and that's why so many of us are kind of miserable. Because um, we've, lived, we've lived in a world now where immediate gratification is pretty awesome and it happens a lot and I can pull out my phone and be like, oh, fucking, there's porn. Oh my God, there's hot chicks. Oh my God, there's something entertaining to my eyeballs and my brain. Immediate gratification. Oh my God, drive through food that tastes amazing and I can have a Pop-Tart. But immediate gratification doesn't earn us what really makes our engines go. Just like my relationship with my wife and whatever I've learned in the gym or on the jujitsu mats or in a boxing ring or whatever I've learned in my career or whatever value I've gotten out of my professional life, it all took time. And I, it always took the ability to look beyond my immediate gratification for what would benefit me most in the long run. So just have it. Have the discipline to do it, but have the patience to know that you're going to have to go after it for a while. All right. I love you guys. Uh, if you want some assistance in going after that, I would love for you to join my Patreon at the top tier. I will work with you hand in hand. Everything I have, whether it be knowledge or just support and accountability of having to check in with me all the time, go to my Patreon, Mike Catherwood. The top tier is you. I become your trainer, okay? Obviously, virtually, but I'm here. You have a, a direct email for me that's specifically for top tier clients. Um, customization of eating plans, training plans, and then that accountability. Um, so that is open to you guys and gals, uh, if you would like. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.